You are listening to the sermon podcast of International Lutheran Church in Seoul, South Korea. I'm Pastor Chuck Hoffman. Christmas, uh, I'll say again, and uh, actually, if I am a little bit more careful and a little bit more accurate, I should say Merry Christ Mass. Uh, That is the actual name of this day, uh, something that over time it got merged and morphed into this word that rhymes with Swissmas. Today we say Christmas. But really, we ought to be saying Christ Mass, the Mass of Christ, the worship service, the feast day that we mark the coming of the Messiah into our world. But I grew up celebrating uh, Christmas much more than celebrating Christ Mass. Just like I grew up celebrating Halloween much more than celebrating All Hallows' Eve, the night before All Saints' Day. Just like I grew up thinking uh, much more about holidays instead of thinking about holy days. So getting names right matters. Because when a name changes, the meaning changes. The purpose changes as well. So Jesus' names, for example, are very important as well. The angel Gabriel told Mary exactly what to name Jesus. His name will be, in the Hebrew, Yeshua. That is what you are to call him. No options. But we are also told of another name for Jesus, and that was Emmanuel. Both names have a very exact meaning. Yeshua means God saves. And Emmanuel means God with us. Jesus came to be with us and he came to save us. He is Yeshua. He is Emmanuel. Korea, uh, I think, has a very blessed language. The Korean language. And I believe this because... The Korean language has the best of two worlds. Let me explain. Uh, Korea has two scripts that you can use to write it. It can be written using Chinese characters, which are pictographic, or it can be written in its phonetic script, Hangul, which is a very exact uh, way of expressing the pronunciation of each word. Each type of script, a pictographic or an alphabet, a phonetic alphabet, each one of those two has its own advantages. Pictographic scripts, such as Chinese, allow for amazingly deep meaning to be conveyed. You can rhyme sounds, but you can also rhyme parts of the picture of a word, the meaning behind a word. The chance for puns or allusions become endless 
in a pictographic script. Words have connections also to geographic locations, and you can uh, line those up as well. So you can go into Itaewon, and there's a man on the, the north side of the road, about halfway through, and he will draw a picture of your name. I have seen artists similar to him in other places in Seoul as well. Uh, this won't work really for us Western people. Our names don't have pictures behind them. Uh, he won't write John and make it into something beautiful. But for a Korean person, he will draw very quickly and beautifully uh, the Chinese characters that stand behind the Korean name. And he will also draw these characters in the, the shape of some of the connecting meanings behind those characters. So for example, uh, Jean's last name is Jiang, uh, which in Chinese means river. And part of the character for Jiang has water. The radical is water. So uh, maybe he would put those three little spots as water droplets, or maybe he would show the character of Jiang curving like a river or something like this. And it's very beautiful. So Korean can show, uh, if it wishes, all of the depth of the pictographic language that this can convey. But also, of course, you have this phonetic script, Hangul, and this allows uh, Korean to adapt very quickly. It allows you to invent new words more quickly or absorb words from other languages more easily. You can develop science textbooks and things uh, which are much more easily done in Korean than in Chinese. So you have the best of both worlds. Names have meanings. All of this is to say that uh, Christmas is, is not just about the names of Jesus, Yeshua, Emmanuel. It's, it's also about the names that were given to us. And these names really mean something. Isaiah lists four of them in our reading. And each four of them, all four of them, are actually quite special. And they shall be called the holy people, the redeemed of the Lord. And you shall be called sought out, a city not forsaken. Four names. Four meanings, four descriptions of what the Messiah does for us when he comes into the world. Holy people, uh, holy means set apart. Hebrew word is kadosh, set apart. Uh, we tend to think of holiness means you're perfect, you're on a pedestal or something like that. But really it means something that has been set apart not for normal use or normal purposes, but instead being preserved for purposes reserved for God. And we are a people set apart to Him. Or look at the second one, redeemed of the Lord. Redeemed means to uh, something has been given order over in order to purchase you back. I went to the uh, Symphony Orchestra concert in Salt Lake City. And it was in the middle of winter, it was quite cold. And uh, 
they had something at this concert hall that uh, was very common years ago, but now is really quite rare. They had a coat check room. You could leave your big winter coat at this window and they would give you a ticket. And later on, after the concert, you gave your ticket back to the coat check clerk and you redeemed your coat. We are the redeemed. And Christ is the redeemer. He was the ticket. He was the one who purchased us back. Now the next one, the third one up there, I, I, I really like that one. You shall be called sought out. I've been reading scriptures for a while now and it's getting a little bit more rare for me to see something that I feel like I've never seen that before. But when I read this in preparation, that one was kind of a new one to me. Sought out. I hadn't noticed that before. Not just made holy, not just redeemed, but we are pursued by his love. We are sought out. He seeks us like lost sheep. Now, the name is not very beautiful sounding in English, sought out. Uh, I probably won't name any future son or daughter uh, sought out. But its meaning is beautiful. To know that God is ever seeking us. And finally, the last name listed there, the fourth name listed by Isaiah, is a city not forsaken. In ancient Israel, cities mattered a whole lot. They were a refuge. They were protection. Armies or even really just small bands of raiders could easily overrun a village or farming community. In those cases, everyone would flee into the, the nearest city behind the walls, kind of shut the gate. They thought, if trouble comes, we will be protected in here. God will protect us, especially Jerusalem. But then God finally left. He left the people of Israel. He left Jerusalem. And Jerusalem became a city forsaken by God. God left them because of centuries of disobedience. And the city was overrun by foreign armies. The great army of Babylon destroyed the city completely and utterly in 586 B.C. Jerusalem and by extension all of Israel became the city forsaken by God. So Isaiah looks forward to this day when uh, the people of God will receive a new name. They'll now be called the city not forsaken. And that is what we are. The city where God never leaves. The city where God has promised to protect us forever. And this was won for us because his son was forsaken. Jesus said to the Father in his final moments on the cross, Father, why have you forsaken me? The answer never spoken was so that we would have a new name, so that we would be called holy, that we would be called redeemed. 
we would be called sought out. We would be called the city not forsaken. So this is what Christ Mass is. And Isaiah was looking forward to this day. But we also have a view looking backward to this day. And that's Paul writing to his friend, Titus. Titus was a pastor. Paul was writing to him. He was also sharing what this meant that Christ came, that he was born. Isaiah had foresight and Paul had hindsight into the meaning of this morning. So I'm going to conclude this message with the words that he wrote to Titus. Uh, and it's printed in your bulletin. The entire reading, it's on page four. The entire reading is just three verses. And because it's Paul, the three verses are all one sentence. So I'm going to read this one sentence long message about what Christmas is. But when the goodness and loving kindness of God, our Savior, appeared, he saved us. Not because of works done by us in righteousness, but because to his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ, our Savior, so that being justified by his grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life.